And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. We've been doing a sermon series called The Need to Walk in the Power of the Spirit. Amen? The Need to Walk in the Power of the Spirit. How many of you would agree? We need to walk in the power of the Spirit in these last days. Let me say that again. How many of you would agree? Amen. We need to walk in the power of the Spirit in these last days. Amen. In light of the many shootings, mass shootings we've been seeing and hearing about since, we need to walk in the power of the Spirit. Amen. There is only one person behind these shootings, and that's the devil. The Bible says he came to steal, he came to kill, and he came to do what? Destroy. And since, uh, you know, th- the truth is we cannot hide behind church and, and, and not talk about these things. Let me say that again. We cannot hide behind church and talk about, well, what's happening in the world is happening in the world, and what's happening in the church is happening in the church. No. We have to address these things. We have to expose the devil because the Bible says he came to steal, he came to kill, and he came to do what? Destroy only one power that can put the devil at bay and that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. There is only one power that can intercept the program of the devil and that's the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is why regrettably I'm doing my last installment on the sermon series the need to walk in the power of the Spirit. And the reason why I am doing my last is because there is so much to say about the Holy Spirit. Can I say it another way? There is so much to say about my friend. (laughs) Hallelujah! He walks with me and he talks with me along this life's narrow way. Hallelujah! And so because of that, I need to move on to the rest of the book of Acts. Praise God. But this is my last sermon series and it's entitled, By my spirit saith the Lord. Can you say, by my spirit saith the Lord. Jesus said something we've been spending some time on in John chapter 16 verse 7. Can you turn your Bibles to John chapter 16 verse 7? Amen. One of the most powerful statements Jesus Let me say it like that way. God, Jesus, amen, the Lord Jesus made. He said to his disciples the night before his crucifixion, he said to them, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Amen. It is expedient for you that I go away. This is Jesus. Amen. He said it is expedient. The word expedient here means advantageous, better, profitable. He said it's more profitable for you. It is more advantageous for you. It is better for you that I go away. Colon. Because if I go away, amen, I'm able to send you the comforter. But if I don't, amen, I cannot send him unto you. Well, let me read it. Some of you are looking at, well, that's not what it says. Verse 7 reads, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Can you say the comforter is here? Here. Say the comforter lives in me. Come on, say it like you believe it. Say the comforter 
lives in me. You know, sometimes when we make this kind of declaration, you know, we have certain stories running in our minds. And so because of that, we say it very soft. Let me say it again. Many times we say those things, we think of our inabilities and our weaknesses. Since God doesn't give a rip about your inabilities or your weaknesses. You hear me? The Bible says God did not come to... Con Can you go to John chapter 317, please? We like saying John 316. For God so loved the world that he gave his only... Look what John uh, 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 317 says. It says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Here it is. But that the world might be saved through him. So that condemnation mindset, that guilt-ridden mindset is not from God. It is your business, not God's business. <laughs> so when you are asked to affirm your position with God, and you cannot say, God lives in me. I carry God. When you cannot affirm it that way, it's because there is a story running in your mind. That's not of God. Don't let the devil sabotage your confession. You got to agree with God, saints. I tell you, we are living in the last days and you need, we need to walk in the power of the spirit. Else we'll be railroaded by the devil. Let me say that again. If you do not walk in the power of the spirit, you will be railroaded by the devil. Anybody in here saved? Can you lift your hands? Amen. Can you lift your hands and thank God? Yes. Say, I am saved. I carry God. Say, God is for me. Who can be against me? Say, I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. God is for me. Say it. Let hell hear you say it. It's not based on who you are. It's not based on what you have. It's not based on who you are affiliated with. It's based on the fact that you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's not based on the fact that you live a perfect life. Nobody lives a perfect life. Can I say it another way? Honey, nobody lives a perfect life. For that matter, if you're perfect and you're in here, you'll mess us up. And so the disciples like us, you know, we, they had a problem. How is it possible that Jesus, God in the flesh, how is it possible for him to tell me that it's better, it's expedient for him to go away? A man who so properly represented God. Wow. A man who walked like God. Who loved like God. Uh -huh. Who defended the poor. They call him a friend of publicans and sinners. Because he sat with folk who had problems all day. Uh, he didn't sit with the high mickey mickey the mocks. No he did not. He sat with ordinary people. For that matter, when the, uh, the so-called spiritual elite of the day, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, do you know they are still descendants of Pharisees and Sadducees today? They are still amongst us. Be careful. 
<laughs> he told them when they said, How are you being a holy man? How can you sit with publicans and sinners? He said to them, Those who are sick need a physician, but those who are not don't need a physician. He's just been sarcastic because he knows we all have been infected with sin. But since you are behaving like you're not a sinner, let me tell you that you don't need a physician. But those whom I'm around, they need a physician. And I am the great physician. Hallelujah. That's why the word tells us, we just looked at it, John 3, 17. He did not come into the world to condemn the world. So if you are feeling condemned, uh-huh, it is not God. It is your conscience messing up with you. It is the devil playing with you. The devil having you think more of your weaknesses than the love of God for you. So, I have been talking about the need to walk in the spirit. I'm going to, because of the time, I'm going to skip a few things. Hopefully the Lord will allow me, amen, to come back to it in the near future. But they saw Jesus walk in the power of the spirit. They saw him use the gift of knowledge. Amen. They saw him. Mm-hmm. On the way to Samaria. Mm -hmm. There was a man called Zacchaeus. Very short man. The director of the IRS. Climbed a tree. And Jesus came to the point beneath the tree where Zacchaeus was on the tree. And nobody told Jesus the man's name. But Jesus walked in the power of the spirit. And he drew on the power of the spirit. And the gift called the word of knowledge showed up. You know, there are giftings given to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Amen. One of the gifting is the word of knowledge. The word of wisdom. The Holy Ghost is the one who administers that. Can you say the Holy Ghost? He will tell you what to do when you're between a rock and a hard place. Now that is if you lean on him. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 7 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your, but in all your ways, not some your ways, all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will do what? Direct your path. How many of you think that you need some path directing? Hallelujah. Oh, I need my path directed every second, every moment. Hallelujah. These gifts are available to us. And I've been teaching on these. And last week I, I, I spoke about that gift of knowledge used by Jesus. And also he also used it uh, uh, um, in Samaria. The woman with uh, the woman in Samaria at the well. You remembered. They had a very sweet conversation. And she said to Jesus, uh, give me of that water. Mm -hmm. You remember that discourse. Let me, let's read it quickly. And Jesus is such a sweet man. The Bible says that he was anointed with the oil of gladness above all his fellows. You know, Jesus didn't have a problem with sinners. 
You know who he had a problem with? Religious folk like us. Let me say that again. Some of you. You know Jesus did not have a problem with sinners. He came to save sinners. His problem was with people like you and I. Religious folk. Who wants to tell him what to do. Not realizing that he's the creator of heaven and earth. They're no better. So they began speaking. And Jesus being such a nice man. John chapter 4. He said to her. He's such Jesus is. If you study Jesus' life. You will garner a lot of wisdom. Amen. Notice how he eased his way into the lady's life. Mm -hmm. John chapter 4 verse 15 reads. But whosoever. Jesus is responding to her. He said but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him. Shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him. Shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And Jesus is referring to the Holy Spirit. Can you say the Holy Spirit? Yes. Jesus said if you have the Holy Ghost you'll never thirst again. If you have the Holy Ghost you'll never. And when I say if you have the Holy Ghost let me qualify that. If the Holy Ghost is vibrant in your life. Because we all have the Holy Spirit. In our lives most of us he's not vibrant. You want to know. You, you want to know whether he's vibrant in your life or not? Let me tell you. Can I tell you? On Wednesday evening. Bible study. 7 o'clock. Prayer. 6 o'clock. On Wednesday evening. If you go home. And your body doesn't feel like coming. And your body wins the war. If you say well. I don't feel like it. You know, gas money. It's so far to go to church. I think I'm going to sit it out tonight. Can I make it plain? If there is a war, a discussion as to whether or not you shall go to the house of God, brothers and sisters, he's not vibrant in your life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, now sometimes... I know you cannot come. That's life. But to show up. At no time. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I, since are you with me? You see we have to discuss these things. Because it's getting late. And it's going to get worse. <laughs> Are you, you, you are going to feel the pressure of the devil fighting you. And if you're going to push through now, forget about it next year. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? That's what I'm talking about. Are you hearing me? Saints, we have to talk about these things. You know why I know? Because I was like that. It was difficult for me to come to church years ago. I'm not telling you. I'm talking about something I've not lived. I had to prepare to come to church. <laughs> Anyhow. So Jesus, I was saying, he's easing his way into her life because he wants to give her that water. And he said to the woman, he said, he said, Jesus said unto her, go call, no, verse 15. She said, sir, 
give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. I don't want to come back here to draw water from this well. Can you give me this water? Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come hither. Jesus said, go call your husband. <laughs> because I'm not, look, I'm not hauling on that water by myself. Oh, he's such a wonderful savior. He said, go call your husband so we can haul that water together. And she said to Jesus, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have spoken well. I have no husband for you have had five husbands. And the one you are with now. Is <laughs> not your husband. Isn't that a nice way to put it? Instead of telling her, you sinner from hell. You have how many men? You, you know that's how we would behave, right? You know. You, who child stay away from her? You have, not Jesus. He draws close to sinners. Because he loves. He loves sinners. He hates the sin. He hates the sin. But he loves sinners. Can you say thank you Lord? Because every now and then we find ourselves sinning. You know we have a way of differentiating big sin and small sin. In God's eye it is all sin. <laughs> Anyhow. So, 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 so how did Jesus know about her husband's? The word of knowledge. He drew on the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost told him. How to ease his way into her life. Not to condemn her. She was never condemned. Are you with me? She never felt condemned. For that matter. She said. Verse 19. The woman said unto him. Sir. I perceived. That you are a prophet. <laughs> she, she said. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> you perceive. I now perceive. <laughs> I just love that story. Because it shows. How much Jesus cares. How much Jesus cares. For the ordinary, the ordinary individual. Amen. And so last week I kept talking about. Uh, the word of knowledge. And, 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 and a question came up that. The question was, well, Jesus was able to do that because he was God. He was able to use the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge because he was God. Since, let me share something with you. Hear me carefully. Do not take the path of least resistance when it comes to pursuing God. Jesus did what he did because he depended on the Holy Spirit. He did not do what he did because he was God. I know that we, I know I know there would be silence in the house, but I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you that Jesus did what he did because he depended on the the Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed. You got it? Acts 10:38. So you can see that what Je I'm going to show you. The Bible says what Jesus did, you can do. Well, so, so you know, anyhow. It says here how God anointed Jesus of whom? With what? And with what? Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For whom? 
God was with him. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 20, 21, don't turn there. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God was in Christ reconciling the world. So what Jesus did, he did it because he was anointed with the Holy Ghost. Guess who else is anointed with the Holy Ghost? Can you say us? Us. 1 John 2.20, let's see it. 1 John 2.20. And I'm going to show you what the Bible says and I want you to agree with God's words. God's word. 1 John 2.20 says, the anointing you have, look it. But you have what? An unction from the what? And you know all things. Unction here means anointing. So the same anointing Jesus received, you received it. I think it's an honest question, but it's a shortcut we take. When we say, well, God, Jesus did it because he was God. No, because what, what you're doing is, what you're doing is when you say that, you remove yourself from being able to do that. That is, that is what, and that's, that is the problem in the church. God is screaming at the church, telling us what we can do. But we want to take a shortcut. John 14, 12. Let's, let's hear what John chapter 14, verse 12 says. So those of you who are thinking, well, because Jesus is God, is it says, verily, anytime Jesus dropped verily, verily on you, is because he's going to say something that's against the status quo. He's going to say something that the Pharisees and the Sadducees have been talking about. Again, thank you. He said, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, anybody here believeth on Jesus Christ. Well, if you believe, that's what the Bible says. The works that I do, you shall do also. Is that the Bible or the Bible? And Jamelia, he didn't stop there. I love Jesus. He didn't stutter. He pushed it for the end. He said, and greater works. <laughs> greater works than these shall you do because I go to my father. What is great? Mr. China. I listened, I read commentary after commentary. I read scholarly documents. And all of them are saying the greater works, the greater works are the ability to use the electronic media to propel the gospel. You see, they're saying back then they had technology. They had no technology. Now we have a lot of technology. Greater works. Okay, I'll give that to them. Let's just look at the works. What did Jesus do? Heal the sick. Raise the dead. <laughs> what? Heal the oppressed. Open blind eyes. He said, the works I did, you shall do also. They are, fo they are focusing on greater works because they want to remove us from that. That, that, that's the, that is their ploy. Their ploy is to rob you and I from our spiritual inheritance. The devil is a liar. The works lay hands on the sick. Raise Lazarus from the dead. Open blind eyes. Heal sick folk. Why? Because he was anointed with the Holy Ghost. Anybody anointed here with the Holy Ghost? I have one other verse for you. Uh, first John, not first John, John 1 12. 
This is what the Bible says. John. So I just showed you here. That Jesus said the works I do you can do also. Is that correct or is that correct? Let's look at another works. Jesus said in John chapter 1 verse 12. He said but as many as received him. To them he gave what? To do what? Anybody in here has power. <laughs> we, are just, we are just reading the Bible. Now I know what you've heard. But let us hear what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. The Bible says you have received power to become a child of God. How many of you would agree you need power in these last days? <laughs> you need to learn to walk in the power of the spirit. That's the word. So all these excuses. All these excuses sins. Hear me carefully. Get rid of them. But I'm going to show you why. The power is not operational in us as should. I'm going to show you what. I have two scripture verses for you. Psalms 27 verse 13. You got Psalms 27 verse 13? Psalms 27 verse 13. Here is why the power is not working as should. Okay? Here is why there is a, the drain pipe is clogged. Here is why sometimes you feel so dry. As a Christian. It says here. David said I had fainted. I would have been. I would be feeling dry. I would feel. I would be feeling like I have no power in me. Unless I had believed. To see. The goodness of the Lord. Where. You have to believe what God says. Sins. You got to fight to believe what God says. You have to do what? Fight to believe what God says. What do you have to do? Yeah, you have to say it doesn't matter what I feel. God says. And if God says it, I believe it and that settles it. Amen. And you begin to say it. There was one individual who felt that way. A young pastor called Timothy. Timothy's life was up and down. Hands were laid on Timothy and he was separated to be a pastor. But it was tough. And Paul wrote to Timothy and he said in first, 2 Timothy 1.6. Let's go quickly. 2 Timothy 1.6. Paul said to Timothy, he said, he said, but I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the laying of hands. Timothy, life was like a roller coaster. Some day Timothy felt he had the power. Other days he felt like Shaggy, Scooby-Doo. Amen. And I have a, a, I have a suspicion that a lot of Christians feel like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of Christians. It's one day up, five days down. Amen. Two days up, ten days down. Amen. I, I just don't feel like. Uh-huh. Here's the problem. You forgot. Paul said that you have to what? Stir up. Tell somebody what? Stir up. Let me tell you what stir up means. Stir up means to kindle afresh. It means to fan into flames. It means to rekindle the embers, fan the flame of, and keep burning. Stir up means to, it's to, it's to keep constantly ablaze. Paul said to Timothy, you are not constantly ablaze. You, you, there is some smoke. But that smoke has to be stirred up into flames 
so you don't feel like you just automatically do. Well, well, some of you I know. Let me go over here. Maybe I'll get a greater response over there. <laughs> that, that, that's the cure Paul, Paul gave to Timothy. He said, he said, Timothy, look, you got the Holy Ghost, but it's on ice. Cold. No wonder you're so quiet and so timid. There is no fight in you. No spiritual fight. There is no praying power in you. He said there is no flame in you. Nothing has been rekindled. Ah oh God I give you praise. And, and, and since the, 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 the tense here. The tense here is the present tense. He's saying it's something you have to do. Amen. Continuously. Continuous action. You got to keep the fire alive. You have to keep fanning the flames. Let, let, me, let me just bring it to a close here. Let me tell you this right here. Let me, do, let me draw an illustration for you. Hear me? Are, are you with me? What comes... I'm trying to... How many of you know that in the Old Testament... Oh God. I'm, I just realized I have a lot and I look at the time. Huh? So I'm trying to take a shortcut. Tell somebody that's not fear. That's not fear. But I made a promise. How many of you would agree... Or you know that in the Old Testament... The smoke from the incense that go up to God is considered the praise of the saints. How many of you know that? Well, let me see if I can give you one more. Uh, you know, I like to substantiate my claim with scripture. Amen. Oh man, look at all the good stuff I'm looking over. I want to show you here from the book of, can you go to Revelation chapter 5 verse 8? So you'll see for yourself. Gone are the days where you just tell people stuff and move on. You got to show them from the word of God. Amen. So they can believe. It says here. And when he had taken up the book. That's Revelation chapter 8. That's Jesus Christ. The four beasts and the 24 elders fell down. And so on. Having every one of them harps. And here it comes. And golden vials of order. Golden vials of order are bowls of incense. Bowls of incense which are what? The press of the saints is symbolized by incense that was burnt in the tabernacle every day. The high priest had to go in every day and ensure that there was incense burning continually. Incense symbolized the press of the saints. Now let me ask you, the incense is smoke. Isn't that right? Smoke. Uh-huh. What comes before flames in a fire? Smoke. Smoke, right? I'm making a point. You hear me? So just like smoke comes before fire, so too praying comes before walking in the power of the spirit. Because smoke is a prayer. Are you getting me? So, so just like fire follows smoke, so too walking in the power of the spirit follows a continual daily praying, praying let me tell you this right there, for those of you who don't spend 30 minutes a day praying, I pity you I pity you and I'm saying it unapologetically because there was a time doc I lived a pitiful Christian life and a pastor said to me, young man you got so much potential but he said you are so lazy you won't even spend 30 minutes in prayer. 
a day. You won't even come in the presence of God. And express yourself to God. And say oh God how I love you. How I thank you. How I glorify your name. You've been so good to me. He said your feelings get the best of you. And he tell me that. I pity you. That stung me. I was but just 24. And I said no more. No more. I'm ne one day I was up. One day down. And I'm, I began to focus on issues in my body. Can you imagine I had a headache. I have migraine. I haven't, oh, I got, that's what happens when you don't walk in the power of the spirit. Now, if you walk in the power of the spirit and it comes in Jesus' name, it's got to go. And you just keep trucking along. You don't focus on that stuff because your mind is on God. So Paul said to Timothy, you got to what? Stir up the gift that's in you. You got to stir up to stay up or you'll sink like a rock. And I have a suspicion many of us Christians are sinking. So that is why. I, I just, I, 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 I ignore a lot of stuff here. One day I'll put it in a book. Let me see that. One day I'll put it in a book. <laughs> Skipped a lot of stuff. But Paul said to Timothy, the reason why one day up, five days down, you don't feel like is because you are not stirring up the gift. He said you got the gift, but you are not stirring it up. Case in point, Peter the apostle in Matthew chapter 6, there was a distraction. You remember the widows were, the Jewish widows, uh, uh, the, the Greek widows were ignored in the daily ration. Amen. You know racism has been in, uh, uh, around for a long time. Well, some of you. Let me say that again. Racism has been in church for a long time. So you have in the church, you have the Greek and the Jewish widows. The Jewish widows, amen, they're looking, they're, they're getting the best part of the food. With the Greek widows, the Gentiles get two little things and they left. And so somebody told Peter, they said, Peter, you need to take care of that. Peter said, uh-uh. Peter said, get you seven men. Get you seven men, seven dickens. But as for me, I'm going to give myself over to prayer and the ministry of the word. Peter, Peter said, no, 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 I'm not going to be distracted by, by the daily ration. No. I got to keep the fire burning. Matthew chapter 6 verse 6. You got it? I think that's it. You need to see what Peter said. Peter was fighting to keep the fire burning. And Peter said, no, 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 no. He said, every day. Sorry, I mean, I meant acts. I'm so sorry. You know, a lot of this in my mind floating. So bear with me. Amen. You got it? Acts chapter 6, 6. Can you go back to verse 5? Verse 5. Verse 5 says, you got it? And they said, the saying, please, can you go back to verse 4, I think. Verse 4. Sorry about that. But we will give ourselves continually to what? And the ministry of the word, the, 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 word, the reason why he didn't say the ministry of prayer and the ministry of the word, because you cannot pray properly without you know the word. Let me say it again. So he said, I'm going to give myself continually to what? Praying and the ministry of the word. In other words, ministry is what I do. That's my lifestyle. And my prayer life flows from my lifestyle. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's how you keep the fire burning. That is why I need you to buy into what God is saying. God wants you to set aside 30, 45 minutes a day. Just to express yourself. You don't have to come. You don't have, it doesn't have, you can do it in your car. 
in my day, I drove to the church every day. You might not be able to do that. But brothers and sisters, you can pull over somewhere in your car. Mm -hmm. And just talk to God. Tell your family, it's my time with God. I'm out now. I'll see you in an hour. My wife and I, we do that all the time. She said, baby, I'm out for an hour. And I peep over in the office and she stopped praying, praying. Amen. Talking to God. Praise the Lord. And I respect that so much. I guarantee you do that. You'll become a better person. Amen. I'm a loving individual. Understanding. Hear me. Hear me since your life will change. This is what happened to me. True. Honestly, I was in, I, I was, um, I was at FAMU. 1997-998 and I was in my cost accounting class. I had about four more semesters before I get my master's degree. Three in accounting and I wanted to do a PhD in finance. And so here um, I got a call in. I, I, knew I, was, I knew I was called to preach because I'm sitting in my cost accounting class and all of a sudden I'm preaching. That has never happened to me before. I'm saying for 45 minutes my mind is somewhere preaching on a stage. What's happening? What's going on with me? Man, I'm just three semesters shy of getting my master's degree. I have done my internships at, at Pfizer in New York and they're waiting for me. They said, when you come, you'll get a full scholarship. You'll be, you'll be, uh, I, I worked as a, Lord Jesus, as a tax something. And they said, they said, your life is made. So I came back to Tallahassee and the air was lighter. It breathes, you, you know, when your future is set, you breathe differently. You walk differently. I mean, the, the light of the, the, the sun ray hits your face differently. And God said, no way. Not today. Not ever. And so here am I seated. And long story short, I had to drop out of school because, because look, I'm thinking every day for two weeks. Cost accounting class over. I can't remember a thing. Not only cost accounting. I, I was with Dr. Friday too. Taking Dr. Friday. Quantum something with Dr. Friday. She's still. Yeah. One of my favorite teacher. And, 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 um, uh, and all of a sudden. I started doing this right here. 45 minutes. And then five chapters of Psalms. One proverb. And all of a sudden the idea came. Get your real estate license. I say where did that come from? Get your real estate license. I continued. He said, get your real estate license. And do you know? Having a real estate license, that's what, that's what has kept me all these years. Financially. It just came. Because God, the Holy Ghost, just directed my life. Redirected my life. And I'm telling you, many of you are here. And you need redirecting. You need purpose. Can you say Purpose. Living life to the full. I have an idea. Make seeking God Jesus a priority. Yeah, I guarantee you your life will change. Let me say it again. Make seeking God Jesus a priority. From today. I have, I have a proposal from today. Your life can change in the next five years. You set aside. If, listen to me. If all you do is go to work, come home and chill out, you're in trouble. Let me say it again. 
If all you do is go to work, come home, chill out, waiting for retirement, you're in trouble. We need purpose. We need God to join us. Can you give me five more minutes? And I promise I'll be done. Five, you agree five? Can you, can you put your hands up? Five. Five more minutes. Okay. Five more minutes. Let me tell you why this is so important. Let me tell you why. There is a day coming. There is a, hear me, there is a day coming when all that matters is what you do for Jesus Christ. There is a day coming when this building will be burned down. When the entire world will be burnt up. And the only person you're going to come to is Jesus Christ the Lord. You're going to come to him to give an account for your life. And what matters then is not which organization you belong to. Which friends you are affiliated with. Which political party. Well, you don't believe me. Revelation chapter 20. Let me show you and I'm, I'm done. Revelation chapter 20. Can you go to verse 15? Ah, uh, verse 11. Verse 11, Revelation chapter 20, verse 11. This is the end. There's Revelation 20, 21 and 22. This has been burning in my heart. It has, it, it has, it, it has got, got, got me more alive. Alive, sorry. Because I know I finally see where we are heading. This is John. John said, John, Jesus showed John the end. So he's sharing it with us. John said, and I saw a great white throne. That's where all roads are leading to a great throne. If you're a Christian, you're going to the judgment seat. If you're, if you're an unsaved, you're going to a great white throne. If you're looking to them, you're not saved. Get saved. I'm begging you. Because if you're not saved, that's where you're going to end up. Great, great white throne. And him that sat on it. Jesus is the one who sat on it. The Bible says, from him whose face the earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. This is what the Bible said, brothers and sisters. There was no earth and there was no more heaven. All you had was Jesus and everybody who came to him was held in mid-air by his power. There is no earth for you to hide. No hills for you to hide. No buildings for you to hide. All you have is just space. And you being transported by the power of God to give an account for your life. That's what matters, saints. That's where we are all heading. I guarantee you, when this happens, folk won't be thinking of, am I a Democrat? Am I a Republican? Is he a Democrat up there? Is he a Republican up there? No, I think he's an independent. No, he's a righteous judge. He's a righteous, that's what matters. That's what burns me. That's what motivates me to keep pushing forward because I found out what the end is. Tony, 30 minutes, 40 minutes a day, setting aside to pray. You read one, one psalm and five proverbs. Guarantee you in five years your life will change. Five years. Different man. I know in five years my life just turned around. I woke up and I said, who's that dude? 
<laughs> Who was so lazy back then? Don't want to go to church? Huh? Just want to chill? Lack purpose? Not anymore. When you get a good dose of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Since I am pleading with you. I'm begging you. If you are not saved. Today is a good day. To get saved. To accept Christ. You are losing nothing. You know I thought I was losing the club and everything. When the pastor said to me. The pastor said to me. He said. I pity you. Because in my mind he know. I love the good time. Talk about the good time. But I knew how to cut a rug. You hear me? I still cut the rugs, but in here. I, I, <laughs> a pastor said, he said, I still dance. I just change partners. <laughs> yes, sir. I have partnered Jesus. And he sure enough knows how to dance. <laughs> Look, if you are looking today, I'm done. I told you five minutes. Amen. Man, I am so disappointed. I want you to go longer. If you're looking today. Today's a good day to be saved. A good day to move from darkness to his marvelous light. Oh, don't miss out. It's going to happen. We all are going to come to Jesus. Like it or not. And I'm inviting you to get serious with God. Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. You will miss nothing. He'll infuse you with purpose. Turn you around and send you back out as a little Jesus. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to take away my sins. Say, Jesus, I repent from my sins. I make you my Lord now and forever. If you pray this prayer, you just move from darkness to his marvelous night. We rejoice with you. Send us some information at iogmtally at gmail. That's iogm at, sorry, iogmtally, T-A-L-L-Y at gmail.com. We'll send you some materials and pray with you. Amen. Can you give the Lord a hand of praise? <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're in here and you pray the prayer, if you are in here and you pray the prayer, you prayed the prayer to move from darkness to his marvelous light. Can you just raise your hands and thank God? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. On your way out, if you prayed this prayer, on your way out, I want you to meet with Elder Brenda. She's at the back right here. Say, Elder I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. Here's my name. Amen. Give her your name and number. We'll pray with you. We'll call you. Amen. And ensure that you have a place where you can grow. Since the problem is when we got saved, we were not placed on the second Peter 2 2. I'm looking for a word. Regimen. There is a spiritual regimen. Second Peter 2 2 says, as newborn babes, desire. The sincere milk of the word. Many of us got saved, but we did not desire the sincere milk of the word. That is why sometimes we get saved, but on ice. Amen. We need to get so hot and burn so that the world can see us burn for Jesus. You know, fire attracts. Let me say that again. You know, fire attracts. 
Yeah, that's right. It spreads. Give it some oxygen. And you got a towering inferno. Can you lift your hands and say, God, we thank you. Say, God, I thank talk, talk, talk to God and say, God, today, I heard what you wanted me to hear. I will no longer be on ice. I know what to do. Oh yes, I'm going to fan the flames. I'm going to kindle the fire. Yeah, I'm going to kindle the fire. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.